Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support your immune system with Go Healthy Pro Immune Support 60s, only forty seventy nine at Chemist Warehouse. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio Love that I feel, oh nothing lasts forever But I'm down for the minute, so just chill Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio Love that I feel, oh nothing lasts forever But I'm down for the minute, so just chill Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast on SNZ. We've all made it back to our own beds after a wee big, big old weekend away. The boys were in South GP, then a wee trip to Dunedin for a great old morning actually at the Chemist Warehouse down there. Hope you uh, enjoyed the show and uh, we enjoyed our guests. It was great to catch up with Brent Matahari and Todd Withers. Part of that uh, Otago Nuggets team, and well, Kempi myself got ourselves a new little basketball singlet signed by the one and only, one and only Tom Withers. So we we love that, we absolutely love that. It's a big good morning to you, Tony Kemp and Louis Herman. What? How you doing, boys? Yeah, very good, Izzy Morena. Nice to be back, mate. After a uh, a big week on the road, heading down to Christchurch, obviously for the GP sale, and ending up in Dunners yesterday with yourself and. Yep, that uh, that gear that the Nuggets uh, handed over. I actually handed mine to young Jakey, who came down with us from Christchurch to do the uh, do the the uh, ops with us. And uh, he, mate, he was over the moon because he's looking at all that gear, going, "Man, that was really nice." Gear. I said, "Here you go, brother. This is yours. You take it." <laughs> he loves collecting ge- uh, gear too. I found out when I went it's in there. Tight, eh, Kimpy? Oh, mate, I found out on Saturday night when I was in Christchurch calling the game. I walked into his office and. He's a closet Warriors supporter, mate. He had a big Warriors jersey framed up above <laughs> his desk. I was like, Jakey, mate, I didn't know that. Big Warriors man. And I thought, well, here you go, but you take this, you get back. And the other thing was, it was a medium. I couldn't fit it anyway. It was too tight. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, when you chucked it on, I was like, ooh, Kempi, you should have got the big, big one. They said, what size is me? I said, mate, biggest you got, give it a hit. And uh, <laughs> they signed it. And I was actually watching um, Todd Withers' highlights last night, and, man, he's a baller. He's an actual baller. Yeah, Joe was so pretty good happy. to see. Joe was pretty happy yeah. when he saw that photo come through. He said, I was Todd Withers signed, and... I was like, yep, obviously, he's sitting here with us and can play, mate. Can play the Nuggets. Obviously, obviously last year's winners of the, uh, was that, because SENZ, 
uh, the owners of uh, the Nuggets, they came from the clouds, mate, to win that one last year and, and the current uh, champs defending that. Man, that trophy was heavy, wasn't it, when you picked it up? <laughs> 11 kgs, 11, 11 kgs. Now, it was a great day. It was a great day. And we gave away plenty yesterday, and we're going to continue that on today as well. This is our last week of giving away pairs of the all-new ZG23 range of golf shoes from Adidas. Well, yesterday, Danny Lee won the latest LIV golf event for his team, the Ironheads. If you were to be a captain of an LIV team, what would your team be called? Double eight double three on the Temper Bid Post Tech Machine or 0800-150-811 if you want to win these shoes. We'd love to hear from you tomorrow morning. Danny Lee, how good. Morning to you, Louis. How you doing? Yeah, good, Daggy. Good boys. Uh, well done there for heading down south and spreading the SENZ gospel to the uh, <laughs> deep part of the O3. Dunedin, I hope you're okay. It's... um. It's unbelievably windy down, and I think in Invercargill, Bluff, Dunedin, they've absolutely taken a hammering overnight. It's like tornado kind of situation. Is it windy out at your place, is he? It's very gusty in town here. Yeah, it is windy. I can hear the wind just coming through the window behind me, and I'm thinking, oh, she's a bit breezy, but I didn't hear anything through the night. That's probably because I was snoring my head off, mate. Look, honestly, <laughs> I've got a wee bit of a dilemma here. And I've, you just got me into a little thing here. Well, look, I, last night I woke up and I said, was I snoring, hun? And she's like, yep, take a listen to this. And she recorded it. And it is the most horriblest noise I've ever heard. I've never been a snorer, but I'm struggling to breathe, mate. And I need help. <laughs> what do I need to do? I, I googled it and it said, well, one for starters, lose some weight. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's a good start, Dag. Um, but yeah, just a real bad snorer now. The million dollar, Can't believe the million it. dollar question, eh? Like, if you can come up with the answer to that one, you'd be multi, multi, multi. I was snoring in the airport yesterday, Kimpy. Well, like, I told when you to be uh, quiet. I told you to be quiet. I walked in, I could hear it walking up the stairs, mate. <laughs> Straight up. But honestly, Louis, I don't know if you're a snorer, but you just wake oh, up with a little bro. bit of a choke on, you know, like. Is there? <laughs> oh, um, do you know? Do you know what? And I, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't do this to him. But it's eight past six, and no one will hear this. The worst snorer in the world is Mark Clayton. Clayto is. Oh, I've shared a room with Clayto before. I've been like, oh no, Clayto, we need to do something about this. And and it's, it's just one. Say. It's just one of those ones. I don't know. I mean, you can get those big contraptions, the big elephant noses that go on your face, the big sleep kind of. I mean, you can try and be a bit healthy. <laughs> nah. I don't know. Like it, it's you're not a smoker, so it's not that. I, it's it's one of the, it is it is an age old question, as Kimpy says. If if you could come up with how to stop people snoring, you'd be a billionaire, wouldn't you, Kimpy? Oh, you would be. And I got <laughs> Matt, I, we had a referees. You think Clodo's bad, mate? Listen to this one. <laughs> we had a we had a guy called Macca. He was our referees coordinator for rugby league, and he came around New Zealand doing a tour with me. Um, oh, back in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, it was, mate. He was that bad when he woke up. He was in the hallway. I went and got another bloke. We lifted his bed up and carried him out of the bedroom <laughs> and sat him out by the lift and see because he had sleep apnea too. He just would not wake up and wouldn't stop snoring. Um, but you could, mate, honestly, if you can fix snoring, 
you'd be in it. You'd be, geez, well, you wouldn't be doing this for, for a living. You'd be flying around <laughs> private jets all around the world, taking uh, taking accolades. Hey, boys, just before we we crack on, I just want to send out a big uh, a big shout out to our mate Scott Scotty Sattler, whose father passed away yesterday. Johnny Sattler, um, a legend in rugby league. In 1970, played with a broken jaw uh, for 77 minutes, or 70, 70 odd minutes of a game, which is which is you know back in those days things were a little bit different. I, if you want to Google YouTube uh, rugby league in the 70s, you'll see see that those guys played it a little bit different than they did in our era and today's era. But um, a really icon of South Sydney, uh, Johnny Settler, and of course his son. Um, Known basically for that fantastic tackle on Todd Byrne in the grand final when Penrith played Sydney City down the sideline. So both of them winning grand finals. Uh, Scotty Satsu's a a uh, a good man and a and a and a pundit for SEN in Australia. I uh, just want to send out our condolences to the Sattler Fano and um, of course the legendary uh, Johnny Sattler passing away yesterday. It's a sad day. Yeah, nice Kimpy. Nice, mate. Um, yeah, read that news yesterday, and obviously John was a bit before my time, but I remember Scotty running around and an absolute champion, and made our, our loves and, and prayers go out to all, everyone affected and all his family members. So nice little touch there from you, Kempi. Look, just just on today's show, Kempi, what have we got coming up, bud? Yeah, out of seven, um, mate, we've got to catch up with Andrew Webster. We talked to him after our uh, OB yesterday, just on that good win up in Townsville and what he's got planned for this week, their first home game in four weeks. They're bringing it to Mount Smart. I reckon going to be a seller, is he? So a good chat with uh, Webby. And at 7.45, we're going to catch up with Super Rugby Opikis, Motutu, Sarah, Nakwama, to take uh, talk up the final after they bet the Blues 26-23 on the weekend to face the Chiefs. Manawa, out of eight, we're catching up with the Black Caps, Henry Nichols. We spoke about it, and he came out and delivered with the bat yeah. uh, about their series win, of course, against the Sri Lankans. So it'd be nice to talk to him and see where he's headed. And, of course, the rumour mill's flying here at SENZ. We've got plenty going on. I'm sure you boys have got some. I've got a couple of beauties. And uh, TAP's Paulie Mawadi, he'll throw some in. And maybe a, a little one for us on Friday. I'll just let you know about that. Of course, um, that and plenty, plenty more. Good to have Neeps back in the kitchen. Neeps. How's it going, Kimby? That hey, hair, boys. That haircut, mate. Do it yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a do-at-home job. No, because I, I had the bl- I had the blonde over New Year's, and then I got real sick of it, so I just shaved it all off again. <laughs> yourself? So, yeah, yeah. Just did did a home job. You know, that's the best thing about it is you get out of the shower in the morning, and it takes two seconds to dry. You don't have to dry your hair. It's yeah, so good. I love it. I love it. I saw it yesterday, Neep, so it took me back. I went through that stage too for about a year where I just got got the clippers and took to my head myself there. Um, <laughs> well, it is easy, mate. Yeah, it well, is easy when you're doing that. The issue is I'm I'm definitely going to, you know, my hairline's already receding. My my granddad's fully bald. My dad's bald. So it's going to happen at some stage. So mate, I'm just, identity, mate. I'm, I'm making the most of it, <laughs> you know. the boss here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Izzy, help, help me out, please, Izzy. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, come see me, man. I'll be able to save it all. Hey, thank you. Here you go. Eh? I'll look after you. Great to have you back, Neeps. And uh, yeah, big show today, Kimpy. And we asked the question earlier on, anyone want to win some golf shoes, some Adidas EG23 range of golf shoes? Name your team if you had a, if you were captain of an LIV team. Well, Mark with a K from Tauranga has come through. I'm going to have coffee with him later t- this morning. Morning, lads in Aroha. would love to... Set of golf shoes, jeez, I forgot how windy it is here in Otautahi. I would call my LIV golf team the Daisies. 
Some days we win, some days we won't. <laughs> Daisy. Okay, Mark. Well, on that, it's your shout today. So there you go. You're not going to win these shoes. That's 100% sure. I know that. Uh, we're going to talk some cricket, mate. I can't wait to talk to Henry Nichols. Look, let's be completely honest here. Like We're all doubting. What, it, what uh, only time was gonna, and, and this is a situation that was gonna be posed like they would have played this series, and if Henry Nichols failed, time would have been on, on his side because the next test I think is eight months away, so there's a big old gap, and time is an opportunity for people to forget and, and to forgive. But mate, he has just done the opposite, he's come out, he's scored runs, a double century, and he silenced the doubters 100%. Silence the doubters up against Sri Lanka. When they lose a toss, that's the thing. Sri Lanka won the toss. <laughs> they went to bowl, and and uh, obviously we know what eventuated 500 odd runs for four wickets. And they scored a double century. This is a, a great win, a great win, Kempi. Like and 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 a, and a, a career saving yeah. statement for for Henry Nichols. Yeah, look, a statement on the back of look, we we weren't the only ones saying that Henry Nichols um, was looking down the barrel of a of a probably a change in position or or even being dropped, and then he comes out and he makes a statement, which everyone's just going to remember that. So um, double century, along with uh, you know the the way that they went about and and bowled them out and and put them put them in a position to win that series. Like you couldn't. Have, I, all I can think about is we've said it. Like you write the black caps off at your peril. You write New Zealand teams off at your peril. When you when you start doing that, um, you have a look at the Warriors. Have a look at the Breakers. Have a look at what's going, what the All Blacks are going through at the moment. The black caps have come back and just gone bang. You know, so um, good on them. I'm looking forward to the chat actually, just to see how they feel going out. Because I do think. Yeah, there's a fair way between now and the next one, is he that there may be changes coming because they're talking about the age of the team. Um, yeah, where where are the changes? Mm. Like, what what changes well, be, would you make? Well, it's a, for for me, it's it's the it's the Neil Wagner situation. You know, like he's he's obviously injured and his body's aging, wearing, and he's probably losing the odd uh, bit of pace there. But he, he is still showing signs that throughout that series, the last couple of months, that he can still compete. But I think his position in the team, whether Doug Bracewell did enough, Louis, I know you watched plenty of the Test match, did Doug Bracewell show enough for you to potentially include him in the next couple of months or next couple of Test matches when the, when the Black Caps play? Um, I don't think Doug Bracewell's the answer long term. And I think when they play Test cricket next, which is... Off the top of my head, I'm just trying to find the schedule. I think we play Bangladesh off the top of my head in maybe October. So we've got a long mm. period. Uh, it's after the 50-over World Cup, so maybe it's more like November. Um, it's a long time away, and I know Neil Wagner wants to be there for it. But to me, it's going to be the start of a new World Test Championship cycle. It's kind of the natural point to make change if you're going to make change. And mm. who's going to yeah. stick their hand up before then? It's a really interesting one because obviously we won't have that much first-class cricket. We're going to go through winter. It's going to There'll be a new selector. That's the big thing to remember. Gavin Larson is finishing up his yeah. tenure with the Black Caps. Uh, here's, here's one. Will Gary Steed coach the Black Caps post the 50-over World Cup? 
it's kind of been a natural point that people have been looking at from a long way. I don't know anything. I'm not suggesting he should or shouldn't go. But it's a natural point that if you were going to have change and there was going to be a changing of the guard, I think this summer coming would be that point. So I don't think Doug Bracewell is that guy. Is, is there a, somebody like a Ben Lister that can kind of stand up and be more consistent? Um, you've got Ben Sears. Uh, Tickner has proven that he can play the Wagner role. Yesterday he bowled into the wind for... And the wind was horrific, and he just kept charging, yeah. and he got wickets, and he got rewards. So I think Tickner's put himself at the front of that list. He's um, Henry that, Nichols. He's ticked that the, box. He, very good, very good. And the the question for Henry Nichols is, is scoring a big 200 after a period, a very lean a lean period with it hasn't been many runs, is scoring a big 200 in the last test enough to put him right at the forefront of whoever ta- starts selecting the side when the next test season comes along? Has he saved his career? Or is, are they still going to look at his track record? <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's a great question. Just ask, ask the people out there, double eight, double three. Has a double century saved his career? Has that, has that silenced the doubters for now? Have we still got doubt in Henry Nichols? Yes, it's only one performance. We know that. And consistency is what he's been lacking at the moment. But that would have done so much for his confidence. And look, I'll be completely honest, I've been a doubter. I've been a doubter and I've been crying out for a bit of change there for a wee while now and I was absolutely surprised that he was able to go on and, and, and hit a double century but uh, we'd love to hear from you at home, double eight, double three, or 0800 on the Kennards Hire phone line there is plenty to debate and Mark, well you're the only one that wants the golf shoes today so you are the lucky one at the moment, all you have to do is if you're a captain of the LIV team we're talking Danny Lee because his team came third and well he won plenty yesterday, what would your team be called, double eight Double three. It is now 20 past six, and it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Hey, well, I've, uh, I've got something that's a little bit different to what we've just been chatting about. I hope that's okay. Just wanted to lob this out there, boys, because, Kempe, you got me thinking about it on Friday, and then I was watching the Live Golf over the weekend, and it's controversial, this Live Golf, but it's on the rise. The NRL has shown it can expand with genuine success. You look at the Dolphins and what they've done. Everyone wrote them off before Wayne Bennett had even coached in anger. And Sale GP is undoubtedly captivating a new audience. Uh, We saw that over the weekend. So the sports landscape is moving, is changing very fast. What sports league anywhere in the world are you buying stock in, expecting it to go boom over the next decade? There's so much change happening in the sports landscape. I'd argue rugby's stock is on the decline, but that's not necessarily the point of this discussion. What are you buying stock in over the next decade, as Ian Kempe? And everybody. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Look, I was just doing some reading on um, that new American cricket yeah. competition that India and Shahrukh Khan is, is the biggest Bollywood actor. He's backed it, and there's been a couple of backers as well. The way if, if India back anything, we well, just have to look at the IPO and what's, what's happened there. So I'd probably back that. I'd probably back the the uh, American cricket competition at the moment. It's at the start. They've just signed... Um, Andrew Aaron Finch and one other, I can't remember his name, but some big names are going to play in that competition. So they've got star power that are, that are taking part. 
And I think if you get on now, on. buy the stocks for the price they're at now, you can make plenty at the end of it once it <laughs> expands and gets more exposure. So that's my one. What about you, Kempi? Uh, I'm GP sale all day, every day. It's actually funny that Louis brought that question up because I actually thought about stocks in GP sale. I think it's only just at the at the embry- embryotic stage of where it's actually going to end up. Um, and Russell Coots and what he's done with this with this here, like reading, you know, just the little things yesterday about how the boats are being made and the and the uh, amount of technology that. It actually helps other things where it goes to with other things. I think stocks and GP sale are an actual good investment, to be serious. And, I, and and for me, mate, it's an event. It is actually going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like when they bring it up here to Auckland next year, I actually think it's going to go off. You know, so um, I'm sold on the G, sale GP. I'm sold on the way that they put their event together, how you know good and, and spectacular it looked. And I think it's at its early, it's at its infancy still. Love that, Kimpy. Love that, Kimpy. We'll go shoot off and we'll come back and get yours on the other side and keep those messages coming through. There is a couple of names there for some potential teams if you're captain at LIV and there's some stocks that you'd love to be a part of. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. We're 28 past 6 on a Tuesday, the 21st of March morning. We're talking golf teams, some team names. If you are able, you're captain. We're talking golf competitions, which you would buy stocks. Kempi, you've got one. If you want to read a couple of these messages and give us your one. Yep, I'll read a couple of messages first. Nine ball, pool and pickleball. That's from Toby. Jeez, that's a mouthful. Um We've got another one here. Live team weapons of grass destruction. That's from an unnamed texter there. My 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 live golf team we called the Bush Hackers, which is really really cool. Also signed well, uh, Welly Old Boy Sam Pinfold as team captain. Uh, first round punting is a must. Cheers, boys. That's from Simon. But here's I've got one for you, boys. That's right, Mac would come back and play because he hasn't played for what I'd call my team Return of the Hack. <laughs> Return hack. of the Hack. <laughs> just be playing that on oh. the just be playing that on the fairways all day. <laughs> oh beautiful Kippy, you cracked me up. Love it, love it. And for you, Louis. We asked uh, the question earlier, oh, it'll come back to you. It's a uh, competition. That you would love to buy stocks in? Uh, well, I actually was wondering. I was I was on the same line of you, but I kind of th- prefer your Major League Cricket um, suggestion. I was thinking, well, actually, maybe not. I was thinking the Women's Premier League, the the mm. Indian Premier League Women's League that they just drafted teams for. I think that there was, and they, those teams were worth a lot of money, and the broadcast rights that they sold straight away. But I just can't see how that doesn't grow. Like as you get mm. more equity in um, women's sport around the world, cricket and the, especially the population size and what we've seen with how good the women's cricket product can actually be with the slightly shorter boundaries and uh, the skill set's only going to get better and better and better. I think anything women's sport, but especially cricket and that WPL, because they've already managed to commercialise it, I just thought that was a, a golden chance. Anything in India, if it involves cricket, is going to go game buses. Let's be honest, they've got the numbers. They've got just a yeah. fanatical fan affair, and they absolutely love it. 
Cheers for that, Louis. And here from John, I would buy stocks in the UFC. It's always on the up. Look how much profile has grown here. My LIV golf team would be the teabaggers. <laughs> here you go from <laughs> John. And another one here from an unknown message. Holy moly. Holy moly. Yeah, a few curses being thrown out when you hit a, hit a heck of a shot down the, down the field. Hi, guys. My name is for LIV team. Meet the putters. Cheers, Kingsley. And Brendan, last one, my team name would be Show Me The Money from Brendan. Thanks, boys. Thanks to all those uh, entrants that have gone through. You've given yourself a chance to win those golf shoes. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Coming up, we've got some headlines with Louis Herman Watt, and we've got Quizzy Dag, and we are back to give away a $50 TAB bonus bet. Here's Aroha. With the news for Kubota together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Time to get some headlines. Uh, 27 away from seven, and Tim Southey. Wow, his first Test series win as skipper. Can you believe that? Feels like it's been a while, but they've had it. Their backs against the wall. Uh, he was so stoked yesterday to get up in the very trying conditions in Wellington. Yeah, I think there's a lot of character shown throughout um, throughout the the well the home summer and also in, in Pakistan as well. A tough place to go and. Um, we, we got ourselves in positions to win both of those matches over there as well. So it's been a pleasing few months um, in the whites and um, yeah, a number of different guys stepping up at different times as well, which has been, been pleasing and, um, and a couple of familiar faces stepping up as well. Um, so yeah, it's just been, been great. Um, we've won from different positions as well and, and we've showed character to, to bounce back after a, a, a loss of the mound as well. So it's just pleasing and, uh, and, and nice, nice for the, the, the test group to be ticking along. And last night, in the ANZ Premiership, it was the Tactics 55 thumping the steel 38. Wowee, that is a massive punting and it, uh, pumping, and it's a third pumping for the Southern Steel. And as many starts in this ANZ Premiership, they are up against it. Alia Dunn, 39 of 45 in the shooting circle, uh, to Pius Alberic at 15 of 18. So the Tactics flying, but the steel in a world of hurt. There's a couple of headlines for you, Izzy. Beautiful, so you heard me have a little sneeze there, apologies for that, uh, mate, honestly plenty going on, and great to have the Black Caps, obviously a huge win, we haven't really covered Danny Lee and what he's been able to do, like, Danny Lee has been out of the winner's circle since 2015, and there was a lot of debate over his decision to, to leave the PGA and head to the LIV, well, he's earned a quarter of what he earned in the PGA over 11 years, over a decade, in two games, two tournaments at the LIV. He had $24 million over 11 years span in the PGA. Well, he's just earned 6.3 in one tournament. Now, that doesn't mean everything, but for, for a guy, you could just see how much it meant to him yesterday when he was just struggling, hadn't won a thing. Look, I'm not still sold on the LIV. I don't know what uh, your stance, lads, but for me, it just looks like a kids' tournament played on a weekend with a little bit of fun, you know, and, and that's what they're trying to generate, obviously, a viewership, but I just haven't found myself to come watch it yet and, yep. and, and be about I just love the tradition of golf and, and the PGA and mm. the way that they go. So, But I, I look, I can understand what it's done for for him, Kempi, like Danny Lee, one of our greatest golfers, to Don, to play for, for our country, struggled 
plenty over there with mental health problems and form and being able to, you know, win to go in the LOV and win it. Bloody Unbelievable. Good. Like and I think you're right, the traditionalist likes to see the PGA and the the commentaries and the green jackets and all that sort of stuff that goes with it and LOV, the new kid on the block. But there's one shot of Danny Lee Lee that um I guess polarizes what it can do for people where he's got that bottle of champagne and mm. the guys, his teammates, his three teammates are around him and and the relief on his face is in that picture and that's what the LIV has done. Is it offered, it's offered up an, another set of opportunities for people. Um, mm. I don't think it'll go away, not with that type of fund that they have to, to call on and especially when, you know, it's Danny Lee, it's not... It's not uh, Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods or a name like that. It's actually Danny Lee down the further down the rung where players can see themselves getting in there. And and like you said, you know he's earning a quarter quarter of his earnings in two two matches. Um, it's life changing, seriously. Mm. No, I, I definitely totally agree. It is life changing. Four million US, and he's obviously came third, so he had another two hundred thousand on top of that. So it's a great weekend uh, for. For Danny Lee, and if it wasn't anyone else but Saudi Arabia, I didn't think this this kind of event would be able to take on the power of the PGA. But they have got the backing, so this is going to be around for a very very long time. And you actually go through; it's quite it's quite crazy. You go through and you look at all the golfers that are a part of the LOV, and you kind of forget the players that they have at their disposal. You go Danny Lee, you got Carlos Ortiz, and you got Brandon Steele and Louis Hussein. And they were obviously competing for that playoff hole. But you have Mito Pereira, you got Kevin Nah, Sergio Garcia, Brandon Grace, Matt Wolf, Dustin Johnson, Pat Perez, Tringali, Michael Leishman, Patrick Reed, uh can you you know, Watson, you got Paul Casey, you got Cameron Smith, Harold Varner the third, Adrian Anser, you got Brooks Kepka. Phil Mickelson, Ian Poulter. Oh, look, the, the list goes on. Mm. The list just goes on. Sebastian Munoz, Bryson DeChambeau. I'm just going right down to the bottom. And you got, uh, yeah, so those are like Lee Westwood. Man, Hendrick Stenson. They've got some quality. They have some quality. And, and, and when you look at that, and you're starting to think, okay, I, I didn't know. Like, I obviously knew the big names that have made the switch, but those names that are like second tier, third tier, they have quality, and uh, they are starting to make gains. But I was just yeah, I was very happy for for Danny Lee and um, to get where he is, and obviously win the big one. So uh, well done, well done. Keep those messages coming through. Here we go, couple as well. We got one here: the white ball daggers from Tim. White ball daggers, <laughs> okay, like that one. And here's one from Brett: the grubs walk down the fairway. Oops, accidentally stood on your ball. Walk across the line of the opposition putt. You know all about Erika Nessi, you cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Brett. You really want those shoes. Absolutely love it. And another one here. Morning, lads. Uh, good team name. Four. We'll be hitting them well off course and into the crowd, so couldn't think of a better name to represent my skill. Four. Love it, Cammy. And just one more before we shoot off to the quiz. Uh, what about the hit and misses? What about the hit and misses from Mark? There you go. And one there for you, Louis. Louis, 
How come Aussie horses are way better? Been following the game as long as I can, th- has been around, and New Zealand horses just seem to, don't seem to cut in over there. Any reason from Chris? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. We've been doing okay lately, I feel. Uh, God, it's a good question from Chris, isn't it? Um, yeah, how about I answer in loveracing.nz towards the end of the hour, Chris? If you hang around for 15 minutes, I can try give you... I'll have a think, and I'll try come back. Is that all right? Yeah, perfect. All good. 0800 give us a call. Take on the quiz master if you get stuck. Ken Pete will help you. Give us a call now, 0800 a $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. This is how you do it, Quizzy that can play it. This is how we do it, Quizzy that can play it. Quiz is on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, everyone's hungry for a $50 TAB bonus bet. And if you get a bit stuck, well, Tony Kemp he is your man. He's got a wry little smile on his face. He's ready to help you out if you, if you get a wee bit stuck. So, Ed from Tolaga, good morning to you. Morning, brother. Morning, morning. Hope you're having a good morning, my friend. Good luck today. We're going to go question number one. Yep. Both Manchester City and United have made it to the FA Cup semi-finals. Name one of the teams either of them will play. Um, Brighton? Brighton is correct. Well done. Well done. Question number two. Where do the Mighty Warriors sit on the NRL ladder after round three? Fourth. Fourth is correct. <laughs> there you go. Question number three. How many of Sri Lanka's 20 wickets in the second test were not out caught? Well, wow, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to say not out caught. This is a big guess, man, I don't know. Um, three? Close. Good guess, but no cigar. Sorry, my friend Ed. Have a good day. We're going to go Jade and Hamilton. Good morning, Jade. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Question number three. How many of Sri Lanka's 20 wickets in the second test were not out caught? Three was close, so we'll go with two, eh? Two is correct. Well done. Question number four. Who did Carlos Alcaraz beat in straight sets to win the Indian Wells Masters? Oh, try Nova again. Three. Novak is incorrect. Sorry, I just thought you said I thought you were going to have a guess. Try Novak is incorrect. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. We're going to go to Lammy from Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Uh. 
Morena. Morena, Morena. <laughs> Who did Carlos Alcaraz beat in straight sets to win the Indian Wells Masters? No, the fellow, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel Medvedev? What is his name? <laughs> Daniel Medvedev. Here <laughs> you go. Well done. Question number five, mate. So what if the odds here be bonus bet? Here we go. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. You got that? You ready? The Chiefs are four from four and sit top of the Super Rugby Pacific. And what year did they last win the Super Rugby title? Oh, mate. 2012? Ooh. 2012 is incorrect, Lemmy. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Have a good day, mate. We are going to go to Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. Morning, brother. How are you? Chiefs are four to four. Four from four. When did they last win their Super Rugby title? I don't know. Can I have a phone a friend on that, Kempi, or? Uh, Paul Walker passed away that year. Uh, the, the last guy just said 2013. Uh, maybe 2012. He actually said 2012, Brenton. He said 2012. Oh, last guy. So sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, mate. Have a good day, Brenton. See you later. Brett from Huntley. He knows. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was feral. No boy. Robbie Robinson sealed it. We love it. When? Um, Put us out of our misery. Was that long ago? I can't remember. Well, you were there the week before and I gave you more than a couple of trees. (laughs) 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 It was quick from you. Yes, we were there. And I scored in the corner. Don't you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Repeat that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, only if Dan Carter could kick, we would have won that game. Anyway, mate, thank you very much. Cheers, Brett. You got a fifty dollars TAB bonus bet coming your way, and uh, we'll shoot off. We'll come back with Louis. Love racing. Just up after eight o'clock, we have got Andrew Webster coming into the show to talk some rugby league with Kempi and Izzy. Um, there's a text though. Love Racing NZ. Your home of everything thoroughbred racing news, reviews, previews, the whole lot. There was a text that came through, as he read out earlier from Chris. Louis, how come Aussie horses are way better? Been following the game as long as SCNZ has been around, and New Zealand horses just don't cut it over there any reason. Uh, look, it's a totally valid question, Chris, and I guess one of the biggest things is is you just need to look at the size of the industries, and, and, and the size of the economies of the industry kind of tells you everything you know. that The Australian equine and thoroughbred landscape in particular everywhere from breeding to racing to riding the prize money is just on a whole different scale uh, bigger than twice the size bigger than three times the size really in New Zealand we've kind of in a way become and I, I mean this respectfully we're, we're not in the same league we, we're almost a feeder nation in a, in a way we a lot of our best horses are, or our young promising horses are sold to Hong Kong they're sold to Asia they're sold to Australia we're lucky enough that we still have really good group one racing here we've got the likes of Andrew Forsman uh, David Ellis and Mark Walker Tiako Stephen Marsh we've got some Alan Sherrod we've got some world-class horse people world-class horses we're not 
ever going to second-guess that. But our racing isn't as good as what goes on in Australia, mostly financially driven, and we can't retain our best assets as much as Australia can. Now, with that in mind, and talk about best assets is in the horses, with that in mind, this year, Chris, is a reason to be excited. Sharp and smart, prowess, legato, levante, uh, Imperatries this weekend, Friday night in the William Reed Stakes at, at Mooney Valley. We've got five horses there, in Babylon Berlin and a couple others, that can rattle the Australian cage. We'll win and already have won Group 1s in Australia this year. That's why 2023, as a season for New Zealand horses, is going to be one to remember. For that reason, you point out, we're not on the same scale as them. So when we go over there and win in a Group 1, we've got to cherish it, we've got to hold on to it, we've got to be proud of it. And we've got, coming up this weekend, Prowess will be winning. And I think Imperatrice might be winning on Friday night as well. Sharp and Smart will be winning next weekend. So it's a very good time to be a New Zealand racing fan on SCNZ with the mail around the good oil. Izzy and Kippy for breakfast, all of it, over the next wee while. There you go, Izzy. Bang, mate. Rattling off those names got me excited for the next couple of months. When you got Kiwi, good horses involved, taking on the Australians, those names you rattled off get me very, very excited, even though I didn't get paid on the weekend, but that's okay. Andrew Webster coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Yes, welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast SCNZ. This is our last week of giving away the pair, a uh, couple of pairs of the all-new ZG23 Ranger golf shoes from Adidas. Yesterday, Danny Lee won the latest LIV golf event for his team, Iron Heads. If you were to be captain of an LIV team, what would your team be called? Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to win these pair, a pair of these golf shoes, they are comfortable and they are lightweight, and well, they just make you play a hell of a lot better. I felt that down in Queenstown, I played okay, and uh, you'll enjoy them. So keep those messages coming through. There's a couple from on the line there, text machine from Josh, putting from the rough, from Joshy, like that, the bunker huggers. From Mark Coder and Pukekaui. And there you go. Um, I'll let you read that one from Jimmy later on in the show. But Kimpy, I just gave my kids, uh, you gave them a wee gift yesterday. They love Uncle Kimpy. Nice. Absolutely love Uncle Kimpy. <laughs> and uh, they were smiling and laughing. So I really appreciate that, Kimpy. Um, you're an absolute champion, mate. You've, you've got a good heart. You've got a good heart. So uh, we've got a big hour coming ahead of uh, coming up ahead of us. We've got off the pack fence later on this morning. We're going to be talking Super Rugby Al Picky as well. But Kempi, before we get off to Andrew Webster, I just want to talk to you about uh, the current Melbourne Storm situation. Like Craig Bellamy and the Melbourne Storm. Like what is going on? Like Munster's injured. Injured. You got Pappenhausen out. They've lost uh, the Cheese and Brandon Smith, but they've got Harry Grant, so I don't see any loss there. Hughes could be banned. So is this the end of an era for Melbourne Storm? I don't think it's the end of an era. I think the DNA in that club is is too solid for it to be an end of an era, but I do think that it is a, a down t- turn for the club as they rebuild. Now, if you have a look at the seniority that they lost in – in NRL games last year with the two Bromwich boys and, of course, Felice Kofusi heading up to the Dolphins and Brandon Smith heading to Sydney City, one has to say, with so much experience gone, all international players, that the the people that are coming in, such you know, such as the players that we've seen this year, have big shoes to fall. And then you take out Munster and you take out Beppenhausen, 
mate, you've got some. No matter how good Harry Grant is, I think he's the best hooker in the competition. You still have got so much um, missing from your team. So I think I think they're in a, a bit of a downturn. Um, I've actually picked them in my my SEN. Uh, they've got like a, a number of criteria to say who's going to win the comp and who's the team that's going to suffer the most. I've actually got Melbourne as the biggest sliders this year. Uh, based, yeah. based on just the amount of experience that they've lost and, of course, Peppenhausen popping in and out of the side um, as often as he does. So I think I think they'll still fight out the year. He's just, you know, le- losing Jerome Hughes this week's massive uh, for them, you know, and they, and just the way they've lost their games too, like going down to Melbourne, Canterbury and winning that game two weeks ago, no one, <laughs> like I didn't it. see it coming, but that's the competition <laughs> at the moment. Like this week's games, if you look at, Across the board this week's games, like there's a meme out, like who wins their first game this week, Melbourne or the Tigers? You know, like so who, <laughs> who would have thought that Melbourne and the Tigers are fighting out for a win? You know, it's just the competition is too being turned on its head. Um, and for I can the predict the Tigers, yes, but I did not predict the Storm. <laughs> yeah. No chance, Kempi. Yes, yeah. it, it is a crazy competition at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's. Foreign territory for, for the Storm to be at this situation, Craig Bellamy. I wonder if he's continuing to get angry because there's only so many times where you can just be the angry person, be the angry coach and not get a reaction. So might be see a changing of his, his, his approach going forward. But we're going to catch up with Andrew Webster, Kempe, and you've got a little, uh, you want to do a little intro for Andrew. Yeah, look, they got the job done up in Townsville on Saturday night, the Warriors, and picked up their two points. They've been in some great form over the past few weeks, and Andrew Webster has been a massive part of rebuilding the winning culture in there. We managed to catch up with the great man Webby yesterday after the show, and this is what he had to say. How are you, mate? Very good. Thank you for having me. Mate. Most pleasing aspect of the game for you on on Saturday night? Uh, I think it was how much um, possession we had, mate. Uh, we've been we've been showing lots of fight and resilience and and uh, and hanging in there for long periods in the game. But we wanted to be the aggressor. We wanted to go after the game more, and we, we couldn't do that unless we had a high possession rate and we dominated in that area. And and then I thought you got to see how aggressive we could be through putting pressure on them rather than absorbing it all the time and think our outside backs and forwards got forward and rolled them down the field and we got to turn the tables and I certainly don't think we could have done that without Sean kicking game, putting the ball in the corners all the time and um, yeah, we, we've we been trying to put that sort of 80 minutes together for a while um, yeah, and we finally got to see what we could do. Hey, Webby, it's Izzy here, mate. Appreciate you coming on the on the show. Uh, congratulations on the win over the weekend. It's it's hard to, to win in the NRL, but to head away and, and win on the road just shows some, some good positive signs. Look, I was doing some reading. I was reading Tohu Harris's comments um, post that, that match on the weekend. He was talking about the pressure that, that you, yourself, Webby, is putting on the players, the anxiety that you're creating amongst the group, the tension so they're always on their toes, not getting comfortable. Are you able to dig a little bit deeper into what he's kind of alluding to and, and the way that you're approaching uh, every single day on the training paddock? <laughs> well, I, hope, I hope I'm not creating too much anxiety. Um, <laughs> he said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that, that's the worry. Um, no, I, I think I, all, all I can probably say is that we, I think the benchmark's been pretty, set pretty low for this group. Um, um, by a lot of people, and everyone's going off previous results, and that's that's fair enough too. But 
um, the, the benchmark we're going to see is higher and, and don't let anyone else do it for you. So my point around that is to the boys constantly is if you, if you want to be that person, you want to have success and you can't rest. Um, and that's from an individual and a team point of view. We've got to get better. Um, we played well on the weekend, but honestly, we did a review yesterday at the airport and there's been one little transferring back through to come home to Auckland. And I think the boys are left knowing, wow, just how many things we could have done better. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a lot there of improvement. And, and that's all I'm probably challenging them on constantly is that, you know, uh, everyone's going to be telling us how good we are. We've won a home away from home. But if you look at the pictures I'm about to show you, boys, we've got, we've got lots of improvement. There's lots that we love about our game at the moment, but we, we've got to get better. You've talked about completions, the kicking game, and just how well you competed over 80 minutes, Webby. What about the effect that the bench had when you brought Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavago on? And that little combination, especially the pass that Dylan Walker offers in the middle of the park, you must be pleased with that. Yeah, the two bald heads killed it through the middle there. And they can't finish them apart with that with that haircut from Walk to on the weekend. I kept calling him Jazz. Um, but no, I was super happy with our bench. It's something we've worked on. We we've um, I felt like I felt like the first couple of games, uh, and in all honesty, we, we needed more from our bench. I thought the third round one they were very good. Thought we sort of lacked there against the Roosters, and and honestly, they were fantastic. And, the best thing I loved about it is how our starting team sort of set it up for them. So um, they came on when there was a bit of fatigue in the Cowboys because we kind of earned that right. Um, we kind of drove it into them and um, we gave our bench an opportunity to have a real impact and they didn't let us down. And I think we've got a little bit of a different a different makeup to most NRL teams. We've got, we've got players there who've got real foot speed. They're not, not tall, your traditional middles. They're, they're mobile and fast and if we've got 50% of the possession, then they can come on with their speed and, and terrorise people. So I thought they were really, really good. They, they, they built on more. They built on from what our starters did, which was excellent. Mate, t- talk to me about uh, Sean Johnson. Look, I've been very impressed, only a couple of rounds in, but I don't know, I've just seen a bit of confidence in his ability to really attack the, attack the line and, and have a real genuine crack and then... Getting to the six, he's shown that leadership, that decision making to, to relieve the pressure with the kick. What have, what has been your messages to, to Sean over the last couple of weeks? Because we'll be completely honest, he's had plenty of his, his doubters over the last couple of years. Uh, I think just to be himself, just to understand how much space we've got in him. Um, mm. Sean understands completely at the moment what the team needs him to deliver. It's pretty clear. It's not complicated. Yeah. Um, I've traditionally always said I've always found it hard that everyone challenges Sean to run football. Mm. Um, if you look at Sean for years, the best way he runs football if he's got players in motion around him. Um, so I said to Sean, if you're going to run the football, you, you've got to have numbers. You've got to have whatever what they call in NRL. They call it shape, as in players inside, outside, players out the back. Um, and if you do that, you're going to put the, the defence in doubt and. That's what I think he plays his best football. I think he, um, you know, I think everyone was critical of his kick game in the trials, um, you know, and, and he understood that and he owned that. But that's what trials for. Round one at the Cape team couldn't have been windier. So I think he's worked out his kicking game and he's, he's learned how to apply pressure with it um, and that's making a big impact. But 
I was more impressive his defence on the weekend. The try saves in the last fortnight that he's had on his on his trial line have been have been outstanding. Yeah, that's that's a really good summation there, um, Webby, of, of where Sean's come, especially when you said the movement around the ball. I think Tamari Martin's game and the speed uh, as well has, has thrown a lot of defenders in second in a, into two minds um, as he's coming around the back there. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look at last year, there was that seventy percent of the ball went to Sean on the right hand side of the field, um, and he probably didn't have a partner in crime there just to, to take away that pressure. Sean and um, Tamari's part- partnership and their combination is excellent. So Sean's constant, constantly asking Tamari, where, "Where do you want the ball, and how can I get it to you?" So um, that he's getting it how he wants it as well. Um, and I suppose that's probably the um, the team first mentality that they've got and um, in the process of doing that that's putting a lot of pressure on the defence and not just worrying about Sean they've got to worry about Tamaiti so um, his running game like you said and that was something Tamaiti wanted to work on this week was run the football more and certainly did that and, um, yeah they've built in a really strong combination and I think Tamaiti's relieving that from Sean that Sean doesn't have to worry about every part of the field and, and the defence has to worry about two parts of the field rather than just focusing on where wherever Sean is that's where the ball's going Hey, Webby, I've been a part of a, a couple of reviews where oh, I thought, you know, I was got real comfortable. We know we just had a solid performance. And then the coach, the one and only Steve Hansen, comes in and rips us to shreds and just puts us on the edge. Can you take me through, just to make sure I can relive it again, what that review looked like and what are those work-ons so us as punters can just, you know, just relax, not get too far ahead of ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I Honestly, the review, the review, we wanted to celebrate some things and then, like you said, didn't want to rip them apart, but wanted to just keep them grounded and, and show them. I actually asked some questions. I actually asked some questions. I, I threw some things up on the board and I said, right, how did we go at this? How did we go at that? How did we go at these five things that we wanted to be good at? And the boys knew themselves. They were like, okay, we're really good at that, but we're poor at this. So uh, I don't want to give away too much for the punters. I, I, I love you, love all the punters. Um, but I just don't want the Bulldogs to know too much about what we want to improve on um, this week because they'll, they'll be listening, I'm sure. But um, we, we were very, very clear. We left that meeting very clear that we've got a lot of work to do. So um, trying to keep them grounded. I mean, I say to the boys all the time, no one's going to remember um, a win in Townsville at the end of the year if we don't have a good year. So, so let's, yeah, let's make sure we don't let, let ourselves down and... We focus on the There's next no better leveler but... than a coach like that, Kempi. I'll tell you. No, <laughs> that's right. No, no one remembers the start of the year. They only they only want to know about the end of the year. And let's hope that uh, we yeah. have a good one with that. Hey, you got it. Obviously, your first game at home this weekend, Webby. It's uh, I've told everyone already get your tickets because to have the Warriors at home in the form that you showed on the weekend, um, I'm pretty well sure that you'll have the boys up for it. You you you've got Canterbury. They're travelling okay. Um, what do the boys have to do this weekend to, to make sure that they continue this, I guess, this this good form going into this week? Yeah, mate, they're going better than OK, I reckon. I reckon they're, uh, mm. they, they absolutely flog Melbourne. I know Melbourne aren't going great. Um, yeah, they, they've showed they, they probably should have won against Manly. I reckon they, they've got someone in the bin and um, that's quite, kind of period, kind of let them down and then they... They are, they've got to be complacent, but they absolutely give it to the Tigers yesterday. So, um, I, I, 
I think what's going to be really important is you've got some speed in their outside backs. Um, you look at Ado Carter, he's in a little bit different. Um, we're going to have to be on our toes back through the middle when he wants to you know, step and come back through our middle. Like such a fast guy against such big men, we're going to have to have our, be on our toes there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to have to, obviously, we'll, we'll do our, we'll do our um, preview like we always do and have a look at the opposition, but we've also just got to make sure we fix what we want to fix out of the game. So, um, being home at Mount Smart, I think there's going to be some emotion around it, and we've got to we've got to get excited by that. But we've also got to we've also got to make sure we don't get lost in, what, in what's most important in the performance. Um, so I'm excited. This this is what we've been waiting for. We play really good football home in front of our fans in Auckland. Um, yeah, so we, we can't let anyone down this week, and we're, we're we're straight back to it tomorrow morning with a with a wrestle session to, to start the week. So. Oh. In the sand pit. Get them in the sandpit, eh, Kippy? <laughs> Get them in the sandpit, mate. Yeah. That's right. Keep them, keep them on their toes, Webby. I love that. Oh, so yeah, good. Hey, uh, hey, Webby, I know you won't be keeping an eye on anything else apart from what's going on in your own backyard, but it's hard not to because, look, if you look at the bottom eight, you've got Penrith, South, South Sydney, Cronulla, Melbourne, Canberra, Parramatta sitting second to last. Like, this competition... It's just wow at the moment. I'm feeling like the Dolphins. Who picked that? We we did a sweepstake on our show, <laughs> and no one picked the Dolphins. And now they're the team that's going to probably ruin us. <laughs> yeah, well, it's early days. It's early days. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I literally, and you're going to laugh at me, I couldn't even tell you the ladder. I couldn't even tell you yeah. where we're sitting or where anyone's sitting. Obviously, Dolphins is pretty obvious because it's had three wins. Um, but yeah, I, I think that'll sort itself. I think, I think after eight weeks, I'll have an understanding of a proper understanding of what the ladder looks like, and just to know what the teams really are um, sort of capable of, and, and where they're going to probably be later in the year. I think coming off a World Cup, um, often sorts teams out, and some teams have had limited pre-seasons and limited preparation. Um, so I, I think, um, I think you'll work, you'll know around around eight what it looks like. I think. Nice, nice, Webby. Hey, uh, we're looking forward to you coming home and, and of course, our first game there at Mount Smart. SENZ will be there, myself and Sammy Hewitt, to call the game live. And we're looking forward to, again, another great performance uh, from a Warriors team that's hit the ground running. Thanks a lot for joining us on SENZ for breakfast, Izzy and Kempe. Uh, go well, Webby. Travel well and make sure you keep those boys' feet grounded and get them going again <laughs> next Saturday night, mate. We can't wait. Sure will, mate. Thank you so much, guys, for having us. It's the NZ. Yeah, it was great to have Andrew Webster on, the Warriors coach, and just uh, just keeping our feet on the ground, and that's what I love about him. He, he obviously says all the right things, but he never gets too far ahead of himself. So the Warriors, they've put, given themselves a chance to, to start the season, and that's what we love. And they're back home at Mount Smart, taking on the Bulldogs this weekend, and that'll be no easy task. The Bulldogs have surprised many as of late, so uh, they'll know the uh, difficult game that will be ahead of them. But great to have the Warriors back home and great to have Andrew Webster on the show. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp coming up, so stay tuned. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. It certainly feels like the world has come full circle since the first impact of COVID-19. 
When the borders close down and our teams had to bear the full brunt of COVID-affected competitions, you would have been forgiven for thinking that the sporting landscape as we once knew it would never return to the good old days. Instead, what has happened has been the exact opposite. Competitions have gone to another level in 2023. The NRL is everyone guessing who is going to win week in and week out, and of course the Breakers, who showed true grit and determination after spending three years away from home, they nearly got the big prize against the Sydney King. How awesome was that final series? And as rugby ramps up for the World Cup, France and Ireland are already stamping their authority on the Six Nations and have indicated that they are favourites to win it this year. So here's the question is, given that things are fully heading back to the new normal, Will the All Blacks emulate the Warriors and the Breakers and take their game to another level <laughs> post-COVID? I'm picking that they will, which means look out world rugby. Normality for Kiwis means danger for you all. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, I was reading today, Kempy, the, the Irish and uh, obviously Andy Farrell's comments to Johnny Sexton. We've got bigger fish to fry later on this year, so they're full and... Full of confidence, and then you got the French with what they've been under, uh, able to do. But look, the reality is, come World Cup, other than France, France have played three World Cup finals and fallen short every single time. Ireland are yet to make it past the quarterfinals. Yep, history shows that it'll be a difficult task for the both teams to go to the World Cup and do what they do. And everyone is riding the All Blacks off. Riding them off. You never, like, you look at the conversations now, you've got. France, you got Ireland, you got Scotland. Everyone's forgotten about little old New Zealand, Australia, and even South Africa. Now, these three nations that what they've been able to do in, in the World Cup history has won plenty. Has won plenty. Anyone in Europe won anything? England. Anyone else? Mm-mm-mm. No, 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 no. So there is a little bit of confidence here for Europe, but history shows that uh, it's going to be difficult. I absolutely love it. And when you talk about stocks, when you talked about competitions, what about the NBL? Investing in that. Back in the day when Matt Walsh bought into the NBL and where it's got to now, there could be a potential opportunity to make some big ones. So absolutely love it, Kempe, off the back fence. And we'll read this. Message from Mark. Campy, as soon as the storm lost Munster, I thought they would really struggle, and I was right. Now one stepping up and leading them, Munster integral to the storm's success. Mark, 12 PS, stop picking south, please. Mark, <laughs> we've been giving you some shoes already. You're still asking. Jeez, you are. You're not better, shoes. right, Marky? <laughs> oh, so there you go. If you've got any reaction to uh, Kempy's off-the-back fence, in terms of France and, and Ireland, look, they are obviously genuine favourites heading to this competition. It is up in the north. It is in, in fr- the French backyard. But, hey, history shows that they tend to struggle at the big stage, knockout stage. There is no tomorrow. Will the pressure be too much? Let us know in regards to Kempi's off-the-back fence. What we got coming up, we got some headlines with Louis, and then we're going to have a chat to Marta Tu, player Sarah Nakama, and uh, we're going to talk about that final this weekend. They take on the Chiefs, Manua. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Thank you, Aroha. It's time for some headlines with Louie. Brought to you by Kennards Hire. Make your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. Louie. Yeah, Izzy, and some sad news out of the rugby league world. Kempi started the show by mentioning it. Rest in peace to John Sattler this morning, dying aged 80. uh, Incredible family legacy in the game. We think you're Scott. Your whole whanau, what an incredible legacy the Sattler name has become. So that was very sad news yesterday evening. Hey, Arsenal head into the international window in the English Premier League with a good split on the rest of the field. They've got some points on Man City now. And Harry, the Harry Simeos of the world, actually we're due to catch up with Harry Simeo. The Harry Simeos of the world are actually starting to believe that Arsenal, this is their year. This is their year. So we might have to check in with uh, the Gunners fans. And Red Bull... In the Formula One, well, Max Verstappen, he starts at about 15th or something on the grid, and he's just playing a video game, ends up in second. He can't beat his teammate, Checo. Now, that's going to be interesting as the year develops, because I've noticed their team dynamic is already getting pretty testy. Max just wants to win every single race. He is a bit of a freak show when it comes to winning and driving fast cars. He's on a different planet at the moment. And Arsenal, I think other teams are starting to look... Uh, sorry, Arsenal. Red Bull. Other teams are starting to look at Red Bull and say, how is your car that fast? How is your car that fast? This can't all just be your drivers. So that's what's going on the Formula 1. <laughs> Do you think they're cheating? <laughs> I saw it in a little thing. They're cheating. <laughs> well... They've got to be pushing boundaries somewhere, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a question for Aroha, not me, but I don't know. Is, is Aroha, is actually, is Aroha the, uh, there, boys? Is she nearby? Can we, we should really ask her. I, I just don't understand how, if the technology's all the same, how they are that much faster than everybody else. I kind of can't get my head around it. <laughs> she there? No, she's not so. there. That's okay. That's okay. Look, it's, yeah. I don't know, look, there's so much going on in these those hoods and all it takes is a little bit of aerodynamics and someone figuring out the formula better than someone out the other teams and that's what Red Bull, they've always been a heat of the game and Fernando Alonso, did you see how he got like a 10 second penalty? That would have been his 100th pole position in the F1 and he'd lost out, he came fourth so he's going to wait another couple of weeks before he continue that on but Fernando Alonso, he's back, and he is absolutely flying. Uh, here's a message for you, Jimmy. Uh, for you, Louis, from Jimmy. So, in other words, Louis, Australian Racing and Rugby League work hand-in-hand. Hand. They all come over here and poach our best talent. Well, we well, all know that, don't we, eh? That is so true. <laughs> that is, so, you, that Kim, is on Kim the money, Jimmy. Kempi, do you remember when I did that big monologue about it mm. at the end of last year? Uh, actually, no, that would have been... Well, yeah, end of last year, we I did a I've got, there's a podcast, Jimmy, where I kind of laid it out, and I actually said New Zealand Rugby League is in danger of this happening. It be, it'll just become. But the the thing is with New Zealand racing, um, Kempi, is this is the ecosystem that New Zealand racing is comfortable for. This is actually an economy. This is we need that. That is that is kind of what happens. You come and you buy our talent, you buy our products, and it kind of funnels back in. We we can't compete with Australia. Whereas if you look at the Kiwis. And they get asked to go out there and play against the Kangaroos at the moment, or the Warriors get asked to go out there and try and win an NRL. The playing field's allegedly even. Well, it's not, and that's the rugby league is in danger. They need to figure out their ecosystem, right, Kimpy? Exactly, and it's a you know there's a oh there's you could talk about this till the cows come home. You know what I mean? Like the rate the racing industry and the government support for it in Australia 
and the prize money that comes on the back of it is why why we really can't compete. Um, and the same thing happens with the rugby league. You know, the NRL allow big clubs to come and poach all of our players, um, and in the end. You know, if the poor old warriors are missing out on all the talent in their own backyard. So I think that's a really good question from you, Jimmy. The rugby league and, and racing are very similar as far as the talent goes. Um, I don't know how I don't know how you, I don't think you could ever stop it, to be brutally honest. I don't think there's enough um well, I know in racing there's not enough money. There will always be horses yeah. heading over Dozzy. Yeah, and look, we don't want to be, we don't want it to continue like this. But the reality is, with the population and and it's, it's population it comes down to population, isn't it? Like the numbers that are on offer for these horses to stay, the numbers that are on offer for these horses to head over to Australia. Like it's it's crazy. Like you look at the Group One, the Oaks, four hundred fifty thousand. You look at the Group Ones over in Australia, a couple of million. Like it's 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 hard to hard to compete. And like you know, I'm a, I'm a new horse owner. We just seen it straight over there because of the numbers that are on offer, which is sad, which is sad, really. And and you're looking at the same thing with in terms of rugby and uh, rugby league at the moment and, and even cricket. It's going to continue for a while. How do we stop this? Like, we can't continue on down this track. There has to be a solution, um, Kempi. Is there a solution that can potentially stop the flow of horses leaving, the flow of players leaving? Like, yes, money is is the saviour of it all, but how do we get the money? Where does the money come from? Look, Government I, have to stump it up? Yeah, look, I think what you're talking about is equity, really, aren't you? Mm. You know, like you have a, like look, talk about the NRL or talk about Super Rugby or or IPL, EPL, whatever. If you're having a, a, a country like New Zealand playing in competitions, then equity is really what you're after. Um in rugby league, for, unfortunately for for our country, there is a lack of equity, um, and based on dollars, there's definitely a lack of lack of equity. You know, you could even you could even argue lack of equity in what the Warriors have done over the last three years and haven't played don't get to play at home until round four. You know what I mean? When everyone's going, well, you've been gone away for so long, and and here we are traveling around. You don't get, actually get home till, till game four. So, I don't think you'll ever change it. Is I just think that. If you're if you're talking about like being on par, then then make it equitable. Mm. Like it'd be so good for Levante to stay here and run in a million dollar Group One race every week, like they do in Australia. You know, it's but it will never I, it will never happen because we're talking apples and and pineapples, mate. <laughs> it's so <laughs> far it's so far away from yeah. Each other. Oh. Oh look! I just yeah, it always it always sucks. We've got to send all our best our best athletes, our best horses offshore. But hey, that's the reality of the world we live in. And money on offer over there is just behemoth to what we get back down under. And uh, let us know double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero. Phone lines are open, and John's just giving us a call. We'll shoot off because we're going to catch up with Super Rugby Old Pukumata two player Sarah Nakthama. And we're going to have a chat to her about uh, this weekend's final, taking on Chiefs Manawa. So back soon to chat, Sarah. Yes, welcome back. It's time to sort talk Super Rugby. Alpiki has centre stage this weekend as the Matatu and Chiefs Manawa Wahine get a shot at the title in the competition's grand final finale after a gutsy performance 
game in their second win against the Blues. Women last week in Matatu are in full prep mode to try and knock the Manawa down a peg after they cruise past the Hurricanes Polwa in their semi-final. Sarah Nakama is a lock and pundit with Sudan Sport Rugby who's made the trip across the ditch and down the crossroads for this season of Old Picky Super Rugby. And she's been kind enough to take our call this morning. How you doing, Sarah? Morning, guys. I'm doing well. How are you all? Thank you. We are very well this morning, and uh, we're ready to watch it all unfold over the weekend. How have you found your time in New Zealand? Yeah, I've really enjoyed my time in New Zealand. Funnily enough, I actually had never travelled to New Zealand until last year, um, and we had a whole lot of tours here, and obviously the World Cup as well. So I didn't really think that I'd uh, make the move here in 2023, but much too reached out, and I'm now here in Christchurch, and it's been very different to Sydney, but nonetheless, I've been enjoying the experience. What have you noticed um, about the women's game uh, over in New Zealand? Obviously, we had a pretty momentous uh, occasion last year with the World Cup final and obviously winning it. Is there a big difference between New Zealand and Australia at the moment? Um, I, I wouldn't say there are big differences. I think no matter where you go around the world, rugby still remains the same. People just play the game very differently. Um, and that very much applies here in New Zealand. On the back of their success last year that the Black Ferns experienced, I think one thing I've noted is just the pace of the game is is probably um, a lot quicker than what I'm used to in, in Australia at super level. So it's been crazy being exposed to this pace consistently. Um, but I think it's making me a better player, so I can't complain. But it's um, I guess the best thing about it is all the teams that we play against are super competitive, and it makes each week a tough challenge. Hey, Sarah, Kempe here, just on the weekend. Well done. And what about Shay Robbins' return her hat trick? How important is she going to be in the final? Oh, funnily you say that because she's actually sitting right next to me and she's driving me to training. Pump it, Tyson. Come on. Well, Shay, we're talking about you now on live radio. She was giggling. Um, no, Shay was incredible on the weekend. As you know, she, she didn't play for much too last year. So convincing um, to get her down here to the South Island. But as we all saw on the weekend, um, a lot of our success came off her three tries. So she's going to be huge for us this week. So... We're also slutty, so I guess it's my job to make sure that she's uh, keeping her body in check to make sure that she can go again this weekend. But no, she was was outstanding on the weekend, and I expect the same thing again this week. Well, I'm looking forward to you taking on the Chiefs, Manawa. Look, they have obviously been the fallen team. I watched the game you played them previously in the round robins, and the set piece was probably the struggle that, that let you down. Has it been the main focus this week, nailing your set piece to give yourselves a chance? Because you can match them. Woman to woman in, in the back line, I feel. Yeah, I love that you say that we can match them because I genuinely believe in as a team, we believe that we can match them um, as well. And mm-hmm. yes, that did let us down in the round robin and that certainly will be an area that we work on this week because we know that set piece is really important. You have to know at least about 80% of it to make sure you come out on top. So um, they're really formidable in that space and we plan to um, compete with them, if not outwork them in that area. Beautiful. Well, Sarah, we uh, obviously, oh, I am. I'm living in Crochet, so I'm right behind you. And I caught up with Renee Holmes uh, a wee while back, and she was talking about the games against Chiefs Manawa, and she said, look, we just got to believe. We're just going to believe in ourselves and, and believe we can beat them. I think teams, when they head into these games, are, are just lacking that belief that they can actually beat this team. If you build pressure and uh, and, and you build momentum, it'll go a long way. So you're excited and, and you feel like the belief is, is there at the moment? Yeah, the, the belief has certainly stuck with us um, from round one. We came to this competition 
I'm believing in, in the, the capability of our squad, and I think over a, the round-robin stages, even though we lost two, we showed just how competitive we are. Um, but as a group, mm-hmm. we sat down yesterday and review, and finals week just brings about a different level of excitement, and um, we've all bought in, and we're all ready to, to dig deep this week because we know there's a huge challenge, um, but we certainly have the people um, to do it and hopefully lift that trophy on Saturday. Yeah, Sarah, defence wins, wins titles, and Amy Duplessis Booker, they're smashing people out wide. Just tell, <laughs> me, just tell me your thoughts. Renee Holmes' boot. Now, she can kick a football. How important is she going to be on the weekend? Oh, so important. I mean, you look across all 15, regardless of whether you're starting or coming off the bench, like you have a, a specialist area that, you know, is meant to execute the game. But for Renee Holmes, like she's just got such a reliable boot. Um, and the best thing is she's not the only boot that we have on our team. We've got a few other girls that are that are in, in line, ready to step up if they need to. But everyone's superpowers are going to be needed. Shay's speed, Renee's boot, um, Dupes' speed out of the line. It's all going to come together and hopefully, again, um, help us with that trophy on Saturday. Well, women's rugby is growing, Sarah, and it is it is important. We know that. How important for women's rugby is it going to be to extend these tournaments and competitions moving forward? Oh, it's just so important. I mean, I think the the best thing is on the back of World Cup, we New Zealand, um, and, and I guess the world has captured the momentum of women's rugby, and we keep um, forming competitions like this and giving more and more opportunities for girls to compete. The game is just going to continually grow from strength to strength. So. I guess it's a it's a it's an easily answered question. How important is the competition? It's so important because as long as we can keep showing younger girls and I guess society in general that we're here and we're here to stay, um, it'll just grow and grow and be as formidable as the men's game, if not better. All right, give us a prediction on the weekend. Come on. Say it again. Sorry. Give us a prediction for Saturday. Give the dart ball. Oh, how many? Two on top. <laughs> Uh, Matthew on top. I don't know. I don't know what the score is. I don't know. I'm still a little bit out with the score, but I just know Matthew's going to come down the top. We've got the whole South Island backing us. So uh, if anything, I think it's the Chiefs that are worried because it's easier to be the hunter than the hunted. Oh, there you go. Go on then, hunt them down. All pressure. All pressure on Chiefs. No pressure on us. Uh, yeah, beautiful. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. All the best for the weekend. And uh, well, I'm right behind you. And are you Kimpy? You buy Mother too? Our second best team. <laughs> Kempi, I'm just asking Kempi if he's behind Matua too, but he can't pick his nose, oh, yeah, let alone yeah. a team. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much, Sarah. All the best on the weekend. Oh, thank you so much. Bye, guys. There she is, Sarah. Very they, good. They karma. Hey, mate, I was, watching, I was watching the football on the weekend too. The girls, the school level, unbelievable. I'm looking forward yeah. to that game. Um, I reckon be be pretty tight. Like the Chiefs model, they they're the, they are the top team. Um, but you, again, you never know. You, you never know when you... You touched on it, Kempia. The defence. Like, defence. The Chiefs have been scoring 40 points a week, minimum, and, and scoring them at ease. So defensively, this, this Mother 2 outfit have to be right on. And you touched on the key cogs. Uh, Grace Brooker and Amy Duplessis in the midfield. They've got to lead this team. And they've got to be defensively sound because 
Chiefs have been scoring it well and, and putting teams under pressure. So get up, Master Two. Yeah, good. <laughs> we'll be right behind them. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Henry Nichols. Obviously, Henry Nichols scoring a double hundred and a man of the match performance in that last test match. So we can't wait to talk to Henry Nichols, talking all things Black Caps. We'll be back soon. Yes, welcome back. We're coming up after eight. I alluded to it earlier. We're going to chat to Henry Nichols, talking uh, Black Caps in that double hundred performance in that uh, first innings. If we get our Black Caps off to a good start, he's been under a wee bit of pressure as of late. So if you've got any questions for Henry Nichols, flick them through on double eight, double three, and we'll get those to Henry Nichols, who's coming up. And a couple of messages here. If you're trying to win yourself some ZG23 golf shoes, remember, send through your team name, and we'll pick the winner at the end. Ryan, call the golf team, the Crusaders. As you know, they're going to win and not choke. Ryan, ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, I love it when you speak the truth. Absolutely champion. Chris, my team, out of the bounders. Cheers, Chris. Out of the bounders. Out of bounders. Okay, out of boundary. Yep, I get you. I get you. That's a bit like me. And Brenton, my golf team name for you is Pars Then Bar. Pars Then Bar. Pars Then The Bar. Just for you, Kempi, the bar can be used for celebration or failure, regardless if you make you feel happy. Size 9, <laughs> please, Chief Brenton. Brenton, size 9. How good. Henry Nichols coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, welcome back. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SENZ, it is Tuesday, the 21st of March. It's just after 8 o'clock. Plenty of messages coming through. Uh, someone wants to win a nice pair of shoes. Brenton, size 9. Oh, okay, okay. Keep sending those messages through. We'll pick our winner at the end of the show. This is our last week to give away brand new pairs of golf shoes. Adidas, Adidas ZG23. They are lightweight and they have no compromise in them. They are so, so good and they are comfy as anything and they'll go a long way to helping your golf game out there. We're going to be talking cricket coming up because, well, three wins straight for our Black Caps and... Uh, Seemed to be losing Izzy there for a second there. Just as uh, the boys just check out his uh, mics there to make sure that he's okay. You with us, he is? Yeah, I'm here. Can yeah, you hear me? Got us. Yep. Oh, well, another day of talking to myself again <laughs> after a big old day yesterday. But that's okay. That's what we love to do. And we're going to have a wee chat to, well, man of the match in that last outing against Sri Lanka. We've got Henry Nichols. The test summer is done and dusted for the Black Caps. And after looking like it might be a tough one in front of their fans, three wins in a row will leave a pleasant taste for all involved with our top team. After faltering against England first up has been a memorable moment on loop with Test Cricket showing its best colours. It's obviously always always helps when you're on the winning side of the result too. The latest win is no exception, securing a 2-0 series victory over a gutsy Sri Lankan side and, and, and one monster batting innings getting to witness two double tons. One to Kane Williamson and one to the player of the test Henry Nichols who joins us now. Morning Henry, how you doing mate? Yeah, morning fellas. Yeah, good, thank you. How tired are the boys after yesterday evening after that session in the Wellington win that looked seriously exhausting? Yeah, yeah so it was a big shift obviously bowling them out um, on day three and then making the call to put them back in. Um, you know, it was 
obviously the right decision in the end, but certainly for the boys, the bowlers especially, and, and yesterday was incredible, the wins, and the job they all did was, was worth it in the end, but it was um, some, some big toil, so yeah, some huge efforts from the fellas. Well, when you got to make that decision, obviously Kane and, and Tim Siali and all the leaders will be a part of that decision, Is there's obviously a lot to factor in, because your bowlers are the ones that are going to get you through this next innings, and you can see it actually come close to actually backlashing against the team that makes that decision. Like, are you a part of those conversations when you force a team to follow on? And what goes on? Yeah, it's, it's obviously sort of thinking on your feet a little bit as well, to be fair. Like that morning we got, I think, morning of day three, we took a few quick wickets, and um, at that stage, as I say, we are still 300, 300-odd ahead, but we bowled about 60 over, so yeah, a few of us are just talking, talking it through, and I think we decided to take the take the aggressive option and, and I guess make it, you know, make a bit of a statement that we wanted to put them under some more pressure. So, um, you know, like I say, it can backfire, I guess we saw in the, when we played England in the base and when they put us back in, we managed to, to wrestle back that momentum and like I say, it was just over 200 straight overs in the field um, from those bowlers and then that, and that the guys who did the job into the breeze was just incredible. Hey Henry, a couple of fantastic test matches um, right down to the last ball of the match and, and, uh, I just wanted to hear from you. Like, what's the mind and the body like after such a, I guess, a draining couple of series? Yeah, you're right. We're pretty lucky to have been involved in a couple of great test matches. Obviously, the England one was, was fantastic, and then Sri Lanka certainly made us work for for both tests um, in this series. And I so say that's the beauty of test cricket is the, the physical, I guess, the physical job, but also the mental um, over five days and every uh, not five days this test, but certainly 200 overs straight field it. It certainly wears you down a bit, so um, I'm probably pretty lucky as a batter. I can't really compare to those bowlers how they'd be feeling today, but um, we certainly know as a group that, that those efforts, you know, never never go um, you know, unappreciated, and, and that's certainly, I guess, the, the mantra of our team is, is guys knuckling down and, and doing the job that needs to be done. Hey, Henry, how, how taxing and, and mentally taxing has it been for you physically and, and mentally over the last couple of months, mate, and, and obviously to go on and and score that double ton must but must be relieving. Yeah, it's definitely been a frustrating period for, for me in the test game. You know, you never always want to contribute and, and you know to, to teams' performances and winning games, and haven't been able to do it as much as I like. But um, for me, you know, I've had great support within the group, and um, you know, certainly just it was nice to I guess you know reward that faith and, and be part of a, obviously a special partnership with Kane. Um, out there, the way he played was incredible, but um, more importantly, a test win and a series test win to to finish the home test, uh, test match summer. Hey, like as, a, as a fellow athlete, and, and I've been through from some moments in my career where it's it's tough and, you, and you're trying extremely hard to get out of that, like, are you able to dig a bit deeper, like the things that you were trying to work on or were you, were you, were you listening to the noise that was going on, on the outside? Like, how were you able to get through it? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's an interesting one, certainly for... You know, I found for myself, like you say, there's a run of however many games it was, but actually, I guess, looking at it and, and understanding that in cricket, you know, we played in England for two tests and then Pakistan and all yeah. all different conditions. But I guess for me, it was being able to say, well, you know, we've got the, the home summer and, and I enjoy playing in New Zealand conditions at the base and then, I guess, trying to reframe that to be a, to be a real positive. And, um, I guess I was pretty proud of myself, like you say, to actually get yourself in a, in a mental state where you just go out and like it's any other innings and, and, and enjoy enjoyed the cricket. I think that's the one thing. There's always a test. It is, your, it is your job, and we're very lucky to do that, but um, the enjoyment factor that you, when I started playing cricket was because I loved it and playing with my mates. Yeah. And so I get kind of back into that and, and trust that you know everything will work out. And 
Um, like I say, it's nice. Like I say, I'm proud to look back um, throughout this test and even even the summer. You know, you always want to score more runs, take more wickets. But I think as a group, you know, we rallied really well after having a tough pink ball test against England. And um, I guess after that, to win the remaining three tests is a, is a credit to the group and um, everything. I guess that you know. We, we believe in and, um, you know, certainly been involved in pretty good test matches, which I hope everyone, you know, has enjoyed. We, ser- we oh, certainly have, Henry. That. Don't worry Absolutely about that. It's that. been... Uh it's been some very, very good watching. Like, a great, um, a great batting experience to watch from both you and uh, Kane out there in the middle of the the cricket uh, wicket. There, how how do you feel? You know, like you're you're coming through that tough time where you, you can't find any runs, and all of a sudden you find a couple of hundred. Um, what's what's on the horizon for you? Like, would would you like to get back out there sh- uh, straight away and? And work on work on your game if if you could, or are you are you looking forward to the next series coming out? I think what's that eight months time? Yeah, I guess that's the the funny thing with the test cricket, like you say, is yeah, we do tend to have um, I think a lot of playing, not much at all. So um, so last night we certainly just had a bit of a debrief as a, as a test team, and I guess reflect on yeah, a lot of played quite a lot of test matches recently, which has been fun. But like you say, I don't think it's eight or nine months until the next one. So um, I guess yeah. So we enjoyed, you know, that the summer we've had and the efforts we've put in, and I guess you park that now with, the, with a lot of white ball, obviously, you know, big one-day series and T20 series coming up against Sri Lanka. So it's sort of the nature of uh, being a cricketer now is you, you chop and change between the formats. But um, you know, I certainly know as a Test group, we do love playing Test cricket. It's, it's pretty special to be a part of. So I'm um, like a nice way to finish off that last one of the summer. Yeah, mate, great way to, to get back out there, scoring a double hundred at home, mate. Nothing beats it, but uh, you spend a bit of time out in the middle with Kane and, and it's you get the front row viewing to watching one of the greatest of all time go at it. So what was it like watching him when he's in that sort of touch? You've obviously played a lot of cricket with him, but does it ever occur to you that you're watching one of the greats in live time? Oh, yeah, 100%. You sort of, yeah, I generally feel a bit, you know, a bit bad sometimes that you're out there sort of like getting in his way or... Not that he's like that, but you know, he's, just, he's a, I don't know. He's yeah, showing up all his runs, mate. That's what, that's what People are not here to watch me play, they're here to watch Kane, and he's, he's done it so often, even this home summer, right? He's just just incredible, um, great to bat with. He just, he's in a world of his own. He's, you know, we're not, we don't say too much, but, um, you know, we've been lucky to have a couple of um, big partnerships over the years. Uh, yeah, certainly ones that you got the, you got the best seat in the house, really, at the non-strikers end, so it's, it's very good fun. When you're meeting in the middle, like let's be honest, when you're meeting in the middle, what do you actually say? Like, are you talking about the game where you're like, look at that, look at that flower up there, mate? Like, you know, pretty nice flower over yeah. there in the stands. Like, what are you actually saying? Uh, yeah, like I say, you, know, you, you do talk obviously about conditions and, and I guess what the bowlers are trying to do. But when you are out there for, you know, we were out there for quite a while. You sort of after a while, just it's just little reminders to be fair. It's, you know, it's good stuff, mate. Keep going. It's certainly not. Anything groundbreaking, but um, you just I guess you're trying to keep each other just focused and but also enjoying it. I think that's the that's the thing about it. Oh. You enjoy you know being in Wellington on a on a bloody nice day and you know, manage to put a, put a big partnership on it. It's pretty cool, really. You're lucky you're not betting with me because honestly, I would say nothing cricket <laughs> orientated. It'll be straight left field, and you'd be like, "What is this guy on, mate? Absolutely outstanding, uh, mate!" Look, what? So, what do you got coming up? You obviously, there's a big break. Are you gonna get back and play some some domestic? You got the the ODI series coming up. Like, what's on what's on the horizon for you, bud? Yeah, yeah, so we got the ODI series against Sri Lanka, which would be good. Um, and then we've got a little bit of time off before the there's a 
one day in T20 series uh, back to Pakistan in April. So um, the show sort of show sort of goes on for a little bit longer, which, which is nice. And um, yeah, so put everyone part of it. So like I say, it's always it's always a it's an honour to play for New Zealand. And I say we've got a good group of group of fellows. I hope they're going to finish off the uh, the home summer in, in good style. Oh, awesome, mate. Well, you'll finish it off in style, mate. A double century and a match winning, uh, a man of the match performance there. And, and I know it's been tough times for you. We've all been athletes before and we've, we've gone through a bit of adversity in our time, but that's one way to silence the doubters, mate. You score runs and you make cricket. And you play cricket because you absolutely love it, Henry. So well done. Enjoy some golf. Plenty of golf coming up. Yeah, yeah that's right, mate. We'll have to take a bit of time down to the, the local club and actually enjoy it. Away from the game, which is always, always important. Awesome, mate. Hey, congratulations on the series and uh, well done. Well done on your performance in that last test. Thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks. There is Henry Nichols talking uh, the cricket, and it was just good to yeah, hear from a man. And I've been in his shoes when mm. 90% of the public are talking about you, performance, and, you know, it's it's a difficult situation because you you want to prove them wrong but you can actually go the other way and try too hard yeah and when you're trying too hard you get a bit stiff and you just can't you know do the things that you're trying to do and for him to be able to stay relaxed in his last opportunity for the black cats before eight months like this is you know time would have been a healer but if he hadn't performed come later in the year like you spoke about louis with the selectors changing and everything else would have been hard for the selectors to actually pick him, knowing that what he'd he'd done in previously. So I think he's I think he's a champion. Man. He needs a needs a pat on the back because I need to eat my hat. I was asking for mm. for change and demanding change there as well, Louis. Well, actually, question for you guys: Is he can be both of you? Do you ever and did you ever in your career let the thought come into your head that this might be my last Test match? Hell yeah. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I was just, I was just thinking, listening to Henry going. Mate, I remember where you were waiting for form to kick in and sitting mm. on the sidelines, going, "When am I back in first grade? I think I'm going to right." And the coaches going, "No, you're not." You know what I mean? So, mate, mm. everyone goes through a bit of a form slump, and that's what I was trying to say to Henry. Was like, he must. What I wanted to say was you must be disappointed that it's all ended now that you've got 200 runs on the board because you've been chasing it. You've been chasing it, to, the, the the tide to turn, and it turned, you know. So, um, hell yeah, mate. I've, I've walked yeah. off plenty of games and thought that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was um, – I got dropped from the World Cup in 2015 and I was stranded on 49 tests. So I was like, ah, oh, that's it. That's actually it. And I thought – no, I wouldn't get another opportunity. Just this kind of mental state I was in. I had lacking confidence big time, and I had a lot of self doubt in my ability. Um, but it wasn't for my wife and family and, and the support they showed me. And I actually just got away and set, stood back, stepped away from the game, mate. And honestly, just figured out why I actually played this game. And I think Henry kind of figured that out. Like when you got three yeah. million people talking about your current batting display and your struggles on that pitch, it can weigh you down. Mm. It can weigh you down constantly. Well, I just stepped away and I said, well, the only ones that I, that should be weighing me down is my mum, dad, my brothers, sisters and my wife because they're the ones that really care to me. 
And well, that's not a lot of weight on your shoulders if you're only worried about how many, how much eight people think of you. So when you do that, it's a bit of relief instead of dropping the ball and thinking, okay, what's SCNZ going to say about me today? And uh, yeah, it can weigh you down plenty, but it's, um, yeah, he got through it. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good way. It's a good learning curve for himself. Yeah. It was awesome hearing him talk about like thinking back, you know, when he started playing the game with his friends and trying to find that love for him. He loved Baz it. always, mm. yeah, and, and that's really cool. And that's something Baz always spoke about as well, right? Just playing the playing because you love it and playing the right way for you, and not being apologetic to anyone else. And what about that? Like, I, I was a little bit hesitant putting that question there about asking. I'm always worried asking athletes about. Uh, you know, talking about other athletes, you don't want to take it away from Henry Nichols that he's scored 200. You don't want to make, be insulting to Henry Nichols that you've scored 200, but you must be there watching Kane Williamson score 200. And how about Henry? Oh, no, 100%. You feel bad like you're getting in his way. You're like, not that Kane's <laughs> like that, but you feel like you're kind of soaking up his deliveries and so you just want to watch the master go to work. How about the honesty there? That was amazing. I laughed so hard because that's kind of what I would think as a punter. And then that's Henry Nichols yeah. just admitting it, like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I can fully understand that. But on the flip side, we're all athletes, and I'm like, give me that bat, mate. I want to whack it. I want to have a go, mate. I want to build my own bloody legacy. But, yeah, you would have – I've always just wondered what goes on in the middle of that <laughs> pitch, eh? Like, whether they – honestly, if I was out He's there, looking at flowers up in, the, up in the grandstand. Up on the, yeah, I up on the hill. Mate, honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't be talking cricket. I'd be saying, yeah, mate, he's a couple left, mate. Couple of are you thirsty? Man, I'm thirsty. It's hot, eh? Yeah. How hot do, you is want, it? do you think they'll stop for going to go get a hot dog? <laughs> I'll be like that. What's that? Flowers. Like that. Give them the little the little signal out into the stands anyway. We're going off topic here, lads. We've got plenty coming up. We're gonna catch up with TAB and uh Paulie Moati. We'll get a chat from him and then Oh, plenty of rumors uh, milling around later on this show. So stay tuned. We're coming up. That was Henry Nichols. Great to hear from him. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. It's time to catch up with Paulie Moati. Bet live in your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Izzy. How you doing, mate? How you doing? Obviously, a big day of sport in New Zealand. We had the Black Caps getting up over Sri Lanka. That was predicted, but no one predicted this. Danny Lee. Four million big ones at the LIV, mate. Did anyone get on Danny Lee? Oh, they certainly did, and he was paying seventy dollars. Wow. Seventy dollars before the tournament oh. started. Seventy dollars. People jumped on. They had they had a piece, busy. Oh, oh, why didn't I? Anyway, that's right because I would have stopped him, and he wouldn't have won that tournament. That's okay, mate. What else you got for us? Yeah. Well done if you got well, on that. Wow. Yeah, oh, 100%. Look, because we're talking golf, I thought uh, I'd have a look at the uh, US Masters uh, outright betting market because that's only a few weeks away. Um, and the favourite, there's no surprises really, the favourite, the defending champ, Scotty Scheffler, he's at $8.50. John Rahm is at $9. Rory McIlroy also at $9. But the first live uh, golfer uh, on, that le- on that sort of market uh, is Cameron Smith, who's paying $17. And he has had uh, quite a bit of support from punters, although his form on the Live Tour of late hasn't been, uh, I guess you could say, outstanding. 
um, but he has had his supporters. Scotty Scheffler has been well has back at the top of the market. It, well, it's it's possible. <laughs> uh, possible. Danny Lee's certainly comfortable now, so it'll be uh, interesting <laughs> to see how he goes. <laughs> um Oh, just having a look down the leaderboard, another one that's seen uh, a bit of support, Will Zalatoris, who was runner-up, what, a year or two ago, I think. He's at $23. Uh, and Hideki Matsuyama, who won the tournament um, in 2021, he's also seen uh, quite a bit of action. He's at $26. But um, of the live golfers, uh, the best back so far, Cameron Smith, but Scotty Scheffler has seen quite a lot of support at the top of the market at $8.50. So, yeah, I just thought we'd have just a little look at the Masters um, as we approach ever closer to the first major of the year. Oh, is anyone backing Ryan Fox, taking on Harrison English in the WGDC, the uh, match play that we've got coming up shortly? It starts on Thursday. You want to take in Foxy? Uh, two uh, bucks, just, good money, good money. Uh, where are we? Where are the match play? There it is. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's a big red line on the page here. <laughs> oh, quite a few people. Have you backed him, uh, Izzy? Please tell me you have. Um, no, no, no. I'm not stopping Ryan Fox. No way. I tend to stop everything else. So I'm staying off. I'm staying no, off. Yeah. So. He, he is very, very popular. Don't worry about that. Um, just having another look down here. Uh, Shane Lowry and his matchup against Taylor Montgomery. He's also been well supported. He's $1.83 to win his match there. Um, Sam Burns, who's taken on Adam Hadwin. He's at $1.91. He's seen some uh, support. And Minwoo Lee, uh, who uh, was right in it what, a couple of weeks ago, uh, only to sort of uh, capitulate in that final round at TPC Sawgrass. He's a $2 slight outsider against uh, Sahith Sigala, who, of course, um, we saw on the um, Netflix documentary, Full Swing. Minwoo Lee, the Aussie, he's, he's been back to $2. Beautiful, Paulie Moati. Thank you so much for our update. Tomorrow, big uh, race meeting, midweek race meeting at Pukekohe, so no doubt you got to bring us a little tip for tomorrow. So there you go. That's your bit of homework for tonight there, Paulie Moati. Thank you so much. Okay, Have a good day, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to see what Kempy has for us tomorrow at Pookie. <laughs> I'm cutting Ooh, it out. Yes, the Oracle, the chosen one. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports at racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18 WDC Golf Today, lads. Ryan Fox is back after a couple of solid weeks. It's a funny old format, though. It's a funny old format. Obviously, match play, you can be knocked out or you can lose it. And you can, oh, man, it's weird. It's weird anyway. We need to do some work on it. But coming up, we're going to be doing some rumour mills. Well, there's plenty going on in league. A couple of rumours that Uncle's been circulating, particularly in the ad breaks yesterday (laughs) down there in Dunedin. So hopefully he can spill the beans on that. Louis will no doubt bring in some rumours from left field and well I just love talking rubbish through and through so something will be dribbling out of my mouth later on in this hour. Some headlines with Louis coming up but before then here's Aroha, the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you Aroha, it's time for some headlines with Louis brought to you by Gal fueling your mission all year round. Petrol, how good? Yeah, very good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, <laughs> 
How do I segue Petru into Danny Lee? Uh, well, with well, $4 million, dollars, he's not running out of Petru. <laughs> about the only bloke that can afford to fill his car up at the moment is Danny Lee. Not if you go to Gull, by the way. Very, very, very reasonably priced fuel. Uh, Danny Lee, he sunk this putt, and G was happy to do so. Danny Lee! Oh, goodness me! You it see that part? Second live golf event. How much was it bouncing? <laughs> what a way to it was trembling. That's oh, individual victory. It, a, it mean, means a lot. I haven't won since 2015. I just felt like when it's just not my thing, but today just changed that. It's just good to see I'm capable of playing some good golf again. Um, yes, is he putting it from the second cut, which didn't <laughs> it? And he bobbled it, and then it cannoned into the stick, Kempi, and then it fell. It was crazy all around. So that's Danny Lee, and he's not running out of petrol anytime soon. Now, just quickly before I get back to you guys, the domestic cricket season is coming to an absolute climax uh, today. We've got Canterbury versus the Firebirds. This is the last round of the Plunkett Shield season. Uh, the Central Stags and Otago Volts play as well, and Palmy and Auckland and ND play. Now... In the latter, Canterbury is leading 83-79 to ND. Central Stags have two games to go. They're on 67. But if Canterbury win, they beat the Firebirds out at main power. They're going to be very hard to knock over for the season. That's what's going on. Beautiful. Hey, just just on the Danny Lee situation, when he signed to the LIV, it was only for a certain amount of events, wasn't it? I reckon it was three. Pretty sure. Yeah, three events, was it? I think it was three or four, and um, they won't be and cutting him now. Now, yeah, yeah. So you look, he had a, he had a cup, four opportunities. Uh, it wasn't some, it wasn't a major contract like Cameron Smith and all the big names. Like he had an opportunity to go there and potentially go on and cement him as a spot in LV. So that changes a hell of a lot for him. Four million dollar US win, and now he's going to continue to stay on that tour for. Oh, it'd be like the PJ, wouldn't you get your card for the LV? So, how it works, and Alan Shipnuck, I think that's how you say his name, wrote a really good, uh, interesting article yesterday for the Fire Pit Collective. He's a golf reporter. I think how it works is that they're really investing in the team elements for this. So, Danny was picked by Kevin Nah, who's the head of the, what are they? The Ironheads golf team. Um, and they're trying to really... They need they want to point a difference against the PGA. So, they're really trying to invest in the team element. Uh, Cameron Smith's Rippers, they're all Australian. They've got an all-Spanish-speaking team. Kevin Nas team have uh, a big Asian influence. I think they all might be of Asian descent. And then there's the American guys, and they're really trying to pit them. So when Danny won, he actually also won his team 150,000 USD, I think it was. And because they're actually what the, the Saudis, what the public investment fund's trying to do, they're only, they want to buy, I think, the end of Season 3, then sell their stakes in the team. So the Saudi, the public investment fund owns 75% of the team, and then the captains and other players own other, the other 25%, but they want to sell their stakes in the teams. So it's like franchise sport, think IPL, think NBA or whatever. And that's kind of the big point of difference. So it's actually kind of like the teams that are picking these players and then they have to keep their roster spot, if you think about it like that, rather than a card. So that's where they're trying okay. to get their point of difference on the PGA Tour. 
It's interesting, eh? It's very, very interesting. Something, yeah. Look, you just got to get your head around it, and it's it's confusing. It's but different. hey, time is, yeah, it's different. And and but time in the saddle and time watching. Look, I haven't watched the LRV event yet. Have you watched it? Any? Have you watched it, Kempi? No, I, like, no, you, I haven't been uh, been uh, in front of the the TV and watched a LIV event uh, yet. But what's you know, it on YouTube? Yeah, it is. It's on YouTube, and that's going to be one of the big parts. Like they need to, they need to get enough eyeballs to then be able to sell a big broadcast deal. That's going to be the key, yeah, okay. one of the massive keys. Mm. Yeah, I haven't watched it, so I can't really, really comment on it. But um, mate, well done to Danny Lee, and he's he's forged his way and into into the back into the winning stage. And his last one was twenty fifteen, the Green Beer Classic, where he won one point eight million dollars, and now he's doubled that. And he's caught, he made twenty four million over eleven years. Well, he's made six point three in one event. So well done to Danny Lee, and he's back in the winner's circle. Coming up, we've got the rumor mill, and there is plenty of rumors circling. If you've got any rumors, send them through to double eight double three, and we'll let those go. And remember, we'll announce our winner of the pair of Adidas golf shoes at ZG twenty three later on in the hour. Back soon. The Rumor Mill with Izzy and Campbell. Open the door to the Rumor Sauna. That warm heat waft over you. Take that sweat off your brow. Lean in. Embrace the rumors. Boys, it's cricket season. Might be autumn, but it's still cricket season. And I've, um... Just heard, I just heard a couple of things, a little couple of murmurs coming out around the cricketing traps. It's specifically about Kane Williamson. Now, the first one is, I think you'll both find this very interesting. The ICC is looking at creating another modification to their fair plays and spirit of the game laws. And... Next time Kane Williamson scores 150, he actually has to retire to avoid scoring another 200 and breaking the spirit <gasps> of the boulders. Oh. It's becoming wow. too mean. Is it changing? Is it changing? Okay. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got to retire. <laughs> uh, Kane, because you're just too good. How awful is that when you've just made it to 30 as a young tacker and you've been told to walk off, it's unfair. I say no. Carry on and keep smashing them. Like that little rumour. Well, look, obviously there's been a lot of rumours circling, Kempi, Louis, about how Ireland struggled against England over the weekend. And people were just trying to figure out why. Why is this? Well, the rumours have been circling. That young Owen Farrell went over to Dad's for dinner. Just, you know, have a nice wee pint of Guinness and a couple of shrimps on the barbie. And our Andy Farrell, silly old Andy, he left all his notes and his laptop open. And when Owen arrived, Dad went to go do the dishes and we Owen just had a little sneak peek in Daddy's dead little detail, his little laptop. <gasps> and he left them 
going and he left the game plan out there and Owen went back and told his whole team and that is why Ireland struggled to wrap up against a ordinary England side at home in Dublin. It all makes sense Andy, you've just been a dad first, dad first, dad first. Well done. <laughs> oh, the, Trojan horse them. That, 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 one, <laughs> that one too, you know, like apparently... Young young Andy's boy is actually heading to Ireland. That's what I've heard. Because he gets residency with his dad being the coach. And they got a, they need a they need a ten to fill in for Sexton because he probably won't make the World Cup. <laughs> oh, apparently, but the biggest one the biggest one coming out of the NRL this week, the Southern Bears. It's again at the rumor mill's getting <laughs> Louder and louder. Craig Bellamy's had enough of Melbourne. And because he went out of New South Wales, he's quite happy to go down to Christchurch where it's Patch City and bring a new team, the 20th team, into the NRL, apparently. Oh, the bellyache. The bellyache. No, oh, it's, just be- bellyache. it's Bellygate. Earthquake Bellygate. Bellygate. <laughs> <laughs> Bellygate. Look, oh, this is a genuine rumour. This is a genuine rumour. I think Italy, Italy are gone out of the Six Nations, and Georgia are coming in and take their take their position. Wow! Yeah, they've had their chances. They one point. Yes, they push the team close every now and then, but their time's come. Move over, Italy. Oh. What are you offering? Georgia's turn. <laughs> Forget your pasta. What do they eat in Georgia? Someone do some fact-checking Steak. for me. Hey, surely, look Lots at the size of, of those forwards. Hey, um, yeah. I, I just I can't shake these Kane Williamson. Ever since I said that, ever since I said he was getting kind of McCory kind of Hadley status, I just can't shake these Kane Williamson rumours that keep, people keep just dropping. And I'm actually hearing, and this is pretty weird, but I'm not surprised. I'm hearing Kane Williamson is actually about to be named as New Zealand's representative for the Mustache and Beard World Championships over June 9, 10, and 11 in City Hall, Burghausen, Germany. And and when I saw his beard close up on the uh, presentation yesterday, you can understand why. It's so full. It's got such a deep bush to it. And there's some colour going through it. And I'm just hearing that he might be boarding the plane to represent the Kiwis in Germany. <laughs> <Can't you? laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. We'll have to read a couple of these. It, what is this one? Rumour is Bender's coming back for the Landers. <laughs> I can actually see that rumour happening. Ben Smith making a wee come up, comeback. He's still playing Another sevens, isn't he? Mark. Mark's he's, got yeah, a good, he's still Mark's, running around for Green Island. Mark's got a good one here. Yeah. I, I honestly believe it too. The rumour is that I'm going to pick and tip a winner in the NRL. <laughs> well, tip the winner then. Go. <laughs> South. Hey, Marky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, how good. I got, I got one last one. Go on then. If we Take can. Today, Ian Smith's doing his show live from his local golf course for a uh, charity day. 
He's there in his golf polo and his golf cap. Oh, he is too. He has just signed a new deal with. Uh, he has just signed a new deal with SCNZ. But he's he's also room. He's also hot. He's in hot pursuit by the Live Tour to go and commentate the Live the Live Golf Championships on YouTube. <laughs> I tell you what, he is looking sharp today. And Smith, you talk about new product. Well, Smithy, look no further. He's got a nice new hat on, nice beautiful polo, and it looks like a beautiful day to boot there as well. So that was rumour mill for your day today. We were out talking. Well, some of you believe it, some of you won't. I know Ian Smith won't believe any of that rubbish coming out of our wahas, but that's okay. We're going to pick our winners of the new golf shoes, and Ian Smith, it ain't you, so don't even ask for it. But anyway... It might be one of these text messages that have been sent through. In honour of the turf days that are starting tomorrow, my LOV golf team would be called Team Turfy. Tom from Pegasus. Well, Tom, I'll see you out there tomorrow. I'm going to head along to the turf days and take a wee look. So I look forward to catching up with you, mate. Come on, fellas. Got to be tuned into LOV. Best golf product out there apart from the majors. Contents electric and barriers sent through Bazza Bombers. And just last one from Caleb. Morning, guys. Couple of golf team names. The Sultans of Swing, or maybe Grip It, or Sip It. And he sent through his size, his address, and his name, and where he lives. So, Caleb, he's gone a long way to winning those golf shoes. Stay tuned. We'll announce the winner, and we'll catch up with Smithy soon. Yes, welcome back. We're going to pick our winner of the golf shoes, brought to you by ZG23, range of Adidas golf shoes and... I've just got Louis's attention and he's scrambling and he's picking and he is going to announce our winner. I've just thrown him under. Here you go, Willa. <laughs> Louis, who we got? Who are you going for? Yeah, well, it's been a, an amazing day. You have to go past Caleb, coming. isn't it? Yeah, it's well, it's got to be Caleb. What, do you want to give it to Caleb? I was going to say yeah. there's been some amazing nominations that have come through, but Caleb, he's come prepared with his address and his and his size, which is very easy for the boys in the back room. So uh, yeah. I love it. Grip it or sip it. Sultans of swing. Yeah, we won't be down the dire straight down the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Caleb. You've won those golf shoes. Size 12, pair of ZG 23s coming your way. So congratulations. Cheers, everyone. There's texted through to the show, double eight, double three. We're going to head over to the Hawks Bay with Ian Smith, who has got the one and only Matt Perry next to him. He's a flusher from back in the day. How you doing, fellas? What's a flusher? Well, he flushes every golf ball he hits. Have you would have flushed the odd one there, Smithy. No. Slice <laughs> and flop. Is that how you... Uh, I'm a flusher. No. <laughs> hey, look, and good of you too to, uh, for the cause that we're here for, uh, of course, today is uh, the Upside Downs Educational Trust Charity. So we, we are at uh, Hastings Golf Course, Izzy, which you know very well. And nice. it's so generous of you, so generous of you uh, to find a nice pair of uh, Adidas uh, shoes to donate to the cause. And, and, and yeah. Matt, Matt was just saying, what a great thing. Signed by you. Uh, that would be fantastic for Hawks Bay people. Yeah, of course, of course. We've got a couple of pair coming your way. There you go, Smithy. Okay, We've got a couple to give away this week. So there you yeah. go. We'll give you one to donate to the cause. Matt Perry, yes. you can talk to us about this cause. What is it? Talk to us upside down and, and what's it about? Morning, morning, Izzy. Uh, so Upside Down's trust is um, for Down syndrome, and it's a nationwide yep. trust that helps with speech and language therapy. Awesome. 
Awesome, mate, because it's obviously um, Down Syndrome Day today, isn't it? May 21st, uh, March 21st. That's correct, yep. World Down Syndrome Day, so you'll uh, see yep. things over social media. They have a worldwide presence, and uh, the medical term for Down Syndrome is T21, so the, the 21st chromosome is, is uh, a third. There's a, there's a repeat of the... Um, of the DNA there, so you you talk about T21, which is the golf day, and that is exactly what the doctors call it in the hospital. Nice, mate. Awesome. So expecting a nice sweet turnout there, Smithy. You'll be going to be getting out there and swinging the clubs around later? Yeah, Ambrose. I, I'm uh, second off number 10. Just I love Ambrose. 12.30. I don't like number oh, 10, though, is he? Because if I hit it off the hill, that's the day gone. I won't go past the ladies' tee, and you know what happens then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Well, before you go play some golf, you have a big show coming up. What have you got today, yeah. Smithy? Right, we've got – it's basically focusing on uh, the cause all day. So we're, we're going to have uh, people like Bryn Evans popping in, who's playing in the tournament. We oh, might get a chat nice. with uh, Bodie Barrett, of course, who's um, tied in with it as an ambassador. Uh, a couple of golf pros. Um, and people that are involved in the organisation from an administration point of view. Um, so, uh, the, you know, the likes of Emily Davidson, Victoria Smith are coming on the show as well. So, yeah, we're going to have a big day. A big day as the people start to roll in. The, the first group of the ladies uh, Tuesday morning has just walked past us, Ian. They've got a smile on their face. And when the Tuesday morning ladies are happy, we're all happy. Yes! Have a good day, fellas. I hope it's a good turnout and the golf has played nicely. Cheers for your time.